It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Just think about this. Imagine life free from emotional and mental pain. Removing the barrier that has been holding you back from being happy. Stop being cheated by your mental health and emotional issues and breakthrough. You have the power to end your pain and take back life once and for all. Today's special guest, Jeff Tachek, it's a difficult name, Tachek, founder of Virtual EMDR, is filling that need and rapidly expanding across the United States with a unique interactive online software, the first of its kind to broaden vital mental health access throughout the nation. For over 30 years, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing has been extensively researched and scientifically studied. EMDR is an integrative psychotherapy that stimulates the brain's ability to process life's events, resulting in a release of the emotional burdens connected with those events. Treatment can be successful for PTSD, trauma, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, grief, obsessive disorders, and addictions. And I want you to meet Jeff so he can tell you more about this. Good morning, Jeff. Well, for you, it's it's night, but (laughs) hello. (laughs) Hi, Jeff. Hi, Randy. Hi, Randy. How are you doing? I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, and I know that you are calling from Singapore, which is um, quite far, so we're hoping that, that the connection is good. Um, can you tell us how you got there, or, or is that something you want to talk about down the line? <laughs> no, I can, I can absolutely tell you. I mean, so you can tell from my accent that I'm an American. I'm from Colorado, actually. And... Uh, you know, it was just sort of a series of events. My uh, my wife is sort of a co- uh, corporate go-getter, very successful career person, and she was offered an opportunity here in Singapore to sort of rescue uh, the Asian wing of, of a big beverage company that was uh, having some problems. And so she came here for a temporary contract, and things just sort of fell into place. She ended up getting... Uh, continuing to work with that company, and then I ended up uh, basically selling everything I owned and packing a big suitcase and getting on an airplane for ultimately what's about a 30-hour trip uh, door-to-door from Colorado and been in Singapore for about five years now. Do you like living there? Um not not particularly uh so one of one of the things that i really loved about colorado is 
just the spirituality of the whole thing. And I'm not particularly a religious person, but I, I felt very close to God, whatever God is, whenever I would be in the mountains or hiking or fishing or skiing or just, you know, it, it always made me think about those kind of things. And Singapore is, it's an incredibly crowded city. It's like living in Manhattan, but it's hot all the time. And and so, no, I'm not, uh, it's fine. It, it's a, it's a good place to raise kids and we have little kids and, uh, you know, it, it's it's fine. I I would I would I'd love to live in the Rocky Mountains again, though. To be honest. With you. <laughs> okay. Okay. And has COVID hit Singapore? Um. It, yes and no. So they had. Um, Singapore has a lot of construction workers that come here from other countries, uh, India and Bangladesh mostly, and the construction worker community was hit really hard. Uh, so the Singapore government took some action and isolated all of them in dormitories. So amongst that community, there have been a lot of cases. But amongst uh, people outside of that community, um, Singapore has been quite low. Uh, I, I'm not positive about my numbers here, but it's, I think it's been only around 10 deaths and only around a, a few hundred cases or something like that. So it, it has not been uh, very significant in Singapore, certainly not like uh, some of the other countries that were hit really hard with the mm. COVID. So. Well, that's really good to hear. You know, right about now, I would like to be living in another country because the United States is in just such turmoil, chaos. Um, but... You know, it's just it doesn't feel like the United States anymore. Everything is changing. But, um, you know, I'm here. You're there. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So EMDR. What exactly is EMDR? Okay. So you sort of mentioned this in the intro, but the words EMDR stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And what's funny about that is you can tell that uh, someone pretty scientific named that because it's it's quite a mouthful. So, I mean, I often refer to it as just eye movement therapy. Um, the idea behind EMDR, sort of the, the short version of it, is you're stimulating the hemispheres of your brain, the left and right side of your brain, while you're thinking about it's a bit more complicated than this, but I'm just, it's just kind of a general overview. While you're thinking about traumatic events in your past or other things that are bothersome to you, and while doing this, uh, those bothersome memories and emotions, the volume really turns down on them, and they become more like regular emotions, and your brain sort of digests traumatic memory in that way. Uh, EMDR was discovered about... 30 years ago in the late 1980s, and <clears throat> it's been done. There are, there are in-person EMDR therapists all over the world. Uh, millions of people have done EMDR, and it's an incredibly successful modality for PTSD, complex PTSD, addictions, depression. Uh, there are a lot of specialized approaches or programs for doing EMDR. So in in short, what it is, it's eye movement therapy, but it's not necessarily just with the eyes. For example, uh, my program, the company that I own, our program, Virtual EMDR, not only has the 
visual uh, portion of it, the eye movements, but also you have things like audio tones that move from ear to ear. But the idea is that you want to uh, stimulate the left and right sides of your brain. How's that for a, a complicated jargon-filled answer? Actually, it's not that complicated. <laughs> it's pretty simplistic. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, how does how does bringing the two hemispheres of the brain resolve these issues? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I can do my best to answer that. The answer is scientists do not entirely know. So they have done, like, MRI uh, scans or SPECT brain scans on people with PTSD uh, before EMDR and then, let's say, after about five sessions of EMDR, and they can see a very clear difference in how the brain is functioning. Areas of uh, hyperactivity in the brain are gone. That being said, we don't know enough about as advanced as human science is in 2020. We still don't entirely know enough about how the human brain works to determine exactly why it's happening. And this is, you know, there have been millions of EMDR sessions performed around the world in the last 30 years, and we still don't understand why it works. We know that it works. Uh, scientists think that it's something uh, similar to what happens in REM sleep when you sleep at night and go in, go into uh, REM sleep mode, uh, but they're not entirely sure. Okay. So somebody just kind of came up with an idea, tried it out. Wow, this kind of works, and then developed it from there. Um, <laughs> when you go into EMDR, and we're going to get into your um, your program the virtual EMDR program in just a second, but um, when you go for a virtual, I mean, when you go for an EMDR session, um, uh-huh. how many does it usually take to resolve the issue that you're there for? Okay, so I'm going to have to give some general answers on this kind of stuff, and, and uh, unfortunately the answer is it depends, which, you know, is pretty typical for a uh, this kind of a question. So if you have, let's say, a single incident trauma, you were a victim of a crime. It happened one time, somebody came up to you, they stabbed you in the leg with a knife and took your purse and ran away, and it was really upsetting, and you're having some PTSD after effects from it. Well, you may be able to resolve that in you know, as few as three or four or five sessions of EMDR. On the other hand, if you have let's say, complex PTSD from, you know, years and years of mental abuse and physical abuse, plus you're abusing drugs, you know, plus you have depression and all, you know, all this other stuff going on, you can spend a lot more time doing EMDR. Also with, you mentioned, with in-person EMDR therapists with, you know, instead of virtual EMDR, in-person EMDR therapists tend to have two or three or even more sessions, which are just preparation sessions where you talk about doing EMDR before you actually do EMDR. Um, our approach, self-guided online EMDR with virtual EMDR, isn't, it isn't like that. You start doing EMDR right away. So uh, short answer, um, I would say around four sessions or more is when it really starts giving you uh, permanent relief from the symptoms and emotions that you have around uh, PTSD or trauma. Okay. All right. Good. 
<clears throat> some people have told me that um, they get very emotional, that it starts to bring up some things. Is that uh-huh. um, is that your experience? Um, some people can experience some emotion sometimes doing an EMDR session, but that's a good thing. That's an amazing thing, actually. So let's let's use my silly example before of you know you're a victim of a crime and I don't know you've got somebody stuck you in the leg with a knife or something like that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, sorry, I had a uh, a frog in my throat there. So I, mean, I always can... I always have a frog in my throat, so it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I don't I don't know what happened there. It's okay. I just drank some water. It's uh, it took care of it. So, um, yeah. So like I said, you know, for a more simple issue like that, you can tend to get permanent results after you know four or six sessions, but. The way that EMDR really feels is that you'll still remember that you had a bad experience. You'll re- it's not like you know it turns it into a happy memory, but it's not a traumatic memory anymore. And what that means is it doesn't haunt you. You don't find yourself walking down the street terrified that you're going to be a victim of a crime anymore, or you don't find yourself you know, washing your hands after lunch and thinking about when you were a victim of a crime 10 years ago. It really sort of turns all that stuff into a normal memory. Does, does that clarify a little bit for you? Yes, yes. So it releases the emotional burden that are, that's connected with the events. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds... Regarding, mm-hmm. Yeah. Re- regarding having sort of intense emotions uh, associated with doing an EMDR session, that's actually really a good thing. If you're facing traumatic emotions from your past or when you were victimized or something like that and stimulating, you're stimulating the hemispheres of your brain while you're doing it. You're sort of confronting what happened to you. So yeah, I mean, it, it does bring up some of those feelings, but that's great. When, when you have an EMDR session that is upsetting like that, and some, some can be upsetting, some can, you can feel a huge sense of relief afterwards. Um, when you have an EMDR session that's upsetting like that, I mean, that's great. That means that your brain is processing traumatic emotion. And there's an old expression in the EMDR community, which is let your brain do the heavy lifting. And if you're uh, having those kind of emotions after a session, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the virtual EMDR. So um, with that in mind, what would happen if somebody was experiencing that and didn't have a trained therapist by their side? How would they deal with that? I mean, I think they would deal with it the way that anyone else deals with having a negative or positive emotion. I mean, so I consider myself to have, just as an example, to have good mental health, but not all my days are perfect. And, you know, on on a day where... uh, I feel upset or I'm grieving over a loss in my life or something like that. I mean, I don't uh, feel like I need some sort of special coping mechanism or anything like that. It's just I feel like it's a you know pretty normal part of life to have those kind of emotions sometimes. So when people do experience uh, unhappy um, emotions as, you know, part of doing EMDR, it's, that's fine. It's uh, it's not something that they necessarily need support for. Um, although we do say with virtual EMDR that if people feel like they 
do need support of some kind, they can always call a close friend. Or if they need to, they can go to in-person EMDR sessions. But they're, they're really expensive compared to, to doing uh, EMDR online or virtually. So if people feel like that they need that, though, that, that option exists for them. Okay. All right. And I'm asking because <clears throat> many of my listeners um, have complex PTSD, and so many things uh -huh. are deep set, um, things that have not ever come up. And when they come up, they can be quite um, just upsetting. They really can throw yeah. you. Um, so, and so that's not something where they could actually just call a friend. They would actually need support. But um, <clears throat> so I would think that they would have some kind of counselor or something like that on the side for those aspects should they come up. Um, so but tell us be, how you develop clear, this. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, I mean, to be clear, it's not like the emotions that come up from EMDR are you know, overwhelming or something like that. They're sort of like any other sad or angry emotion. So, you know, I, I would argue that it's pretty infrequent that someone would, you know, might need uh, additional support. Um, okay. When I first discovered EMDR, I was doing some in-person sessions uh, with a counselor in, in Colorado. And I remember one session in particular, you know, I, I shed a few tears sitting in, in the car afterwards by myself, but, but I was okay. I could tell that what I had just done, it really helped me and that I was healing and that it was a good thing that I was going through. So okay. those negative emotions aren't necessarily bad. And okay. I would encourage uh, anyone with PTSD to, to just try it and, and right. see how it, it went for themselves. So Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I got it. So the, the things may come up, but the emotions are, are um, manageable. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, right. Okay. So how did you come up with this idea for virtual EMDR? <clears throat> yeah, so, um, you know, as, as I just mentioned, uh, I went and saw an in-person EMDR therapist in, in Colorado some, some years ago and uh, was recommended to me by, by a friend of mine from, uh, that I had known for quite a while, and I'd never even heard of EMDR at the time. And I had some issues around childhood trauma around with my parents with, uh, you know, I had kind of a worst, worst case scenario childhood. There was uh, every kind of abuse you could think of was basically there in one form or another. And I was, you know, I found myself in my 30s, I'm 47 now, uh, struggling with all this stuff that had happened decades earlier. So uh, I went and saw an in-person EMDR therapist, and it was amazing. Within a handful of sessions, I'd really dealt with all that stuff. Um, at the same time, I also had a crippling fear of flying. I hadn't been on an airplane for 11 years, so I went back to the same EMDR therapist, and we did some sessions around my fear of flying, and it, it completely changed that as well. It was so, so weird how well it worked. I uh, took a flight to Seattle shortly thereafter, and I was just fine. And uh, by the way, since I've, I've traveled all over the world, I've been in 30 countries in the last seven years. I've, I've been everywhere, and I'm not afraid to fly anymore. So um, anyways, when I got those in-person EMDR sessions, I started to 
analyzed what the EMDR therapist was doing and started to ask him questions. And then I went out and got uh, sort of the EMDR Bible, which is a book called Getting Past Your Past uh, by the founder of EMDR, Francine Shapiro. And I started to learn about EMDR. And at one point I had the idea, somebody can figure out a way to make this interactive, to make this software, to make this self-guided, and to put this on the internet. And that's sort of when the idea for virtual EMDR was born. Uh, I, ended, I ended up uh, partnering with the therapist. I ended up you know, hiring some people some in the scientific community uh, to help do some of the initial research. And that was it. Uh, um, you know, after I got the idea, uh, I sort of stumbled and, and got the early version of virtual EMDR going within a year, and uh, here we are now. It's been uh, it's been five years that uh, the company has been going, so that's how it happened. That's great. That's great. It, it must have <clears throat> must have taken you quite a while to get this up and go up and running, but um, but I think it's great. Um, so, what are some of the the benefits of um, of using the virtual EMDR versus going? <coughs> and you mentioned the cost; that was one of them. What would be another um, benefit of using this over seeing a therapist? Yeah. So, I mean, I want to make clear that there are benefits to both approaches. The benefit to doing EMDR with a therapist is that there's somebody sitting right next to you. If you have a question, uh, if you, you know, need some sort of, uh, you know, assistance with something, there's somebody right there to answer your question. On the other hand, the benefits of virtual EMDR is you can do it at home whenever you want to. You can do a session. You don't need to wait for your appointment with your therapist next week. You can do it whenever symptoms strike. So let's say you're having, you have a huge argument with your spouse and it really brings up uh, a bunch of triggering feelings of inadequacy from you know, the, the trauma that you had in your childhood. You can jump on virtual EMDR and do a session to make yourself feel better. Um, you can do sessions also as long as you want or as short as you want. So with EMDR therapists, it's 100% they're sort of guiding the show that's going to be one hour. They're going to tell you, you know, what they want you to work on, all that kind of stuff. Virtual EMDR gives you an opportunity to decide for yourself what you want to work on and how long you want to work on it. And what's great about that, especially when it comes to PTSD or complex PTSD, is you can break the things that you want to work down uh, into sort of bite-sized pieces. You can take individual incidents of trauma from your childhood, for example, and do sessions around them. So you get to sort of uh, decide where things are going to go and, you know, be your own leader by doing virtual EMDR online instead of EMDR in person with a therapist. And, you know, and the other, other thing we did mention is definitely price. Um, In-person EMDR sessions with a therapist are $100 or $200 an hour. Um, and we're an absolute fraction of that for all the virtual EMDR sessions you want to do. So, but again, there are, I mean, there are benefits to both approaches. Okay. Okay. So what would a session be like, a virtual EMDR session? What would it be like, <clears throat> basically? I mean, I know you could get into different things, but, you know, what is a basic session like? Yeah, so... You know, you want to go somewhere where you can be alone for, let's say, at least 20 minutes. Um, 
our research indicates that the majority of our sessions are between that uh, our clients do are between 20 and 25 minutes. Um, you get in front of a laptop or get in front of your computer or use a tablet. Uh, you have to wear headphones because there are going to be uh, audio tones that move from ear to ear. Uh, Is that binaural bites? Binaural bits or whatever they're called, binaural. It, it, it is. I mean, that's that's the same idea. But it, so in in EMDR, the the virtual EMDR, the actual software, you're going to watch a moving visual object on your screen that goes left and right, or you can it can be set to go in a figure eight pattern or other patterns. And while it moves on your screen, you'll hear tones, uh, left side, right side, left side, right side in your headphones. Mm, and the okay. idea is it. It stimulates the hemispheres or the sides of your brain, and um, it's pretty amazing. You you really feel it on a physical level. That sounds so cool. It is quite cool. So after a session, and this is nothing to be afraid of, just very briefly afterwards, the lights are sort of bright, uh, and you and you feel like uh, and this is nothing to be scared of again, but it feels kind of like you just pounded a couple glasses of wine just for a few minutes. Like you really uh, have sort of a tingling sensation because you've been stimulating your nervous system so much. So um, to answer your question, though, I mean, you sit down in front of your computer, you click the start session button, and the virtual EMDR program will start asking you questions. It'll say on your screen, Randy, how are you feeling today? And you can type right into the screen. Uh, I had a big fight with my partner, and I'm feeling very upset, and it's bringing up my trauma. And then you click on the next button, and it will say to you, "Okay, you know, where where in your body are you feeling it?" But you know, you answer the questions as you go through, which is helping you to formulate exactly what you want to work on in your virtual EMDR session, which is called your target. Once you figure your target out, you start running the EMDR uh, eye movement software with the moving visual objects and listening to the tones in your ears. And basically, you just follow the instructions directly through. Um, you do the processing. That's where you use the software. Uh, at the end, there's a short closing exercise where you do some, some breath to sort of calm your nervous system down for a couple of minutes. Um, the program gives you lots of opportunities to take notes. Uh, if things come up, memories come up, uh, things that you want to look at later, you can take notes during your session right on the platform, and you can access your session worksheets later if you want to see the kind of things that you've been working on or share those with your therapist. So long story short, it walks you step by step through every part of the EFDR process, just by asking you questions, giving you prompts, and telling you when to, when to use the software and what to focus on while you're using the software. Okay. Wow. Sounds really, really good. I, I really like this idea. Um, how does it compare statistic-wise with, um, with EMDR working with a therapist? Are they about equal success? I'm so, talking about to have a double-blind scientific study is unbelievably expensive, and we're going to be doing one this year. Um, all the research that we have right now is self-reported research from people who use virtual EMDR. Um, we do about 10,000 sessions a month, and we've had thousands of, of 
clients report it. And, and one of the things that they do is they track how they're feeling before their sessions and then reporting how they're feeling after the sessions. And they're, we're tracking through numbers uh, how the EMDR is helping them over the course of time. So, I mean, we have, uh, at this point, we have more data on EMDR than any other organization in the world because we're doing so many sessions. And all of our data indicates that it works just as well as in-person EMDR. But again, I wanna say that for some people, uh, in-person EMDR is gonna be a better option. For some people, virtual EMDR is gonna be a better option. So, gotcha. but it works just as well. Got you. And right now, this is actually um, you know, very timely because <laughs> we're all home. And uh, many people are dealing with yes. with anxiety and depression and um, you know panic attacks and things like that from having been home and being exposed to this or the threat of being exposed to this virus. So it's really awesome that you <laughs> came up with this idea. Um, so what else can you tell and us we about? Did, mm -hmm. We did. We did find by the way that, uh, you know, unfortunately with the coronavirus thing, uh, it had a really horrible effect on a lot of businesses. And uh, that certainly wasn't the case with us. I mean, a lot of people were at home, they were quarantined, which caused more people to get upset. Um, so more people were reaching out to us um, and needing to do EMDR sessions. Uh, one other thing that it's quite interesting. In addition to our self-guided program where you do EMDR on your own, we also have a therapist program. And the way that that works is if you're an EMDR therapist, you can meet your client online face-to-face -face on the computer. And we have specialized software that we've created just for therapists where on the therapist side, they can see all the controls. They can make it go faster. They can change the tones. They can change the speed, all that kind of stuff. But on the client side, they only see what the therapist wants them to see. They don't see any of the menu functions or anything like that. So it was really interesting that uh, with the coronavirus thing, we just had so many therapists start to approach us because we were a solution for them to allow them to continue seeing their clients uh, their EMDR clients and continue helping people, but being able to do it online because they were no longer able to do it face-to-face. -face. Oh, that's an interesting feature. That really is. Yeah. That's a, that's a great feature. Um, so for someone who is coming to you and just, or not coming to you, for someone who is using this virtual program, and doesn't really know where to start. They just know they're unhappy. What would they do? How would they start that? So just to sort of clarify, their problem is that they're unhappy, they're depressed, or they well, have a you know, you know thing going you said, on with them? You know how, how you said that you had lots of childhood um, abuse issues, uh -huh. <clears throat> yes. but you yes. didn't really, it didn't really gel until you were in your 30s. Um, and that's very similar to narcissistic abuse. It, when it yes. happens in childhood, it takes a long time to really gel and, before you can even begin to see it. And even then, you can't even recognize it. So when you're dealing with pain like this and you don't really know what the huh? source is, 
Um, how do you begin? Yeah, so that, that's a really good question. When you're, when you're, you can use virtual EMDR even when you're not completely clear on what you want to focus on. First of all, let me say that even people who aren't 100% clear on, on what's going on with them or what's wrong with them or what their, what their mental health issue is, those people can still look back into their childhood to some extent and see some pretty clear red flags. You know, say, I, I grew up with a father who was an alcoholic or uh, I was being abused or this or that. But one, one other thing they can do if they don't entirely have clear memories is just do sessions focusing on the feelings that they're having. So rather than targeting a specific incident in their past when, you know, an incident where they were abused or an incident where they were a victim of a crime or whatever it is, they can just target or focus on while they're using the software uh, the way that they're feeling. So uh, the last time that they had uh, an extremely depressive episode or the last time that they had a rage outburst or an anger outburst, which is really a, a common thing with people who have PTSD is they get explosively angry and they're not sure why. So one of the things they can do is just focus on the negative feelings that they're uh, dealing with. And I also want to say for people who don't entirely understand what issues in their past they want to focus on, one of the probably the greatest thing about virtual EMDR is it can help you with events in your future. So let's say that you're someone who has complex PTSD or a history of narcissistic abuse and you're not entirely sure what you want to do the EMDR sessions on, what you can do instead is do sessions to prepare you for future events. So for example, if you have a court date coming up because your abuser is, you have a, you know, a court issue with your abuser or you're getting a divorce from your abuser and uh, you're nervous about it, you're terrified, whatever it is, you can actually do a couple of virtual EMDR sessions around that upcoming court date. And by the time you get there, you'll feel much different about the court date. It won't have uh, the same power over you that it did before. It won't be a, necessarily a great experience to, you know, go to court and face your accuser or uh, face your abuser, but it won't feel as strong as it did before. Or if you have surgery coming up, or if you're afraid to drive and you know you have to drive, or if you have to give a speech at work or meet your boss, virtual EMDR can be used for any future events like that, not just events in the past. Really? Well, that's yeah. very handy. <laughs> that's, and that's, a, that's a great tool. <clears throat> it's one of the best things about the program. I can't, I can't tell you clearly enough. Uh, 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 we've worked with people who um, meeting with their boss at work is terrifying to them because their boss is just a real jerk. And by doing some EMDR sessions around that, they're able to sort of put that into a better emotional space where they still recognize that their boss is a jerk and they don't like meeting him but it just doesn't have any power over them anymore. And you can use it for any of those kind of future events. Okay. And so when you um, purchase this program, um, you just uh -huh. it's just one fee and you get everything for as long as you want to use it? Uh, we have a subscription model is what we do. So you can sign up for monthly with us, or we have uh, a three-month package as well. Now, a lot of people, especially if they're motivated to get to work, they can get all their work done in a month. Other people like to 
keep a virtual EMDR subscription in case an incident comes up. They, what I mentioned earlier, you know, if you have a, a fight with your spouse or just something happens in your life that is, is really upsetting to you, you can do uh, an EMDR session at home and feel much better about it. So, um, but the majority of people can get all the work that they need to get done within just one month. Okay, so it's done by subscription. All right. Yes, and it's it's unlimited sessions on your subscription. We have some people that do, you know, a couple sessions a week because, you know, maybe they find it a little emotionally upsetting to focus on something in their past, but then we have, you know, clients email me all the time about how things are going for them with virtual EMDR. We, you know, we have some people who are these people who get up at 5 a.m. and run 10 miles every morning, and, you know, some of those folks use virtual EMDR every day for three weeks, and then they feel completely different. So, you know, it really depends on how much effort you want to put into it as well. Okay. So, you know, since you've developed this, you said it's been five years, have you noticed an increase in the need for for this or, you know, any other emotion, you know, um, emotional issues, mental health issues? Have you noticed an increase in that? Other than COVID. <laughs> I mean, COVID's obvious, but... Um, yeah, how's it, how's that So, you know, it's really dumb luck that I thought of this idea, and I thought of this idea right at a time when EMDR was getting more and more popular, and I can't tell you now what it's like for me. I'll meet a new person, and I'll just mention EMDR, and they'll say, hey, I've heard of this before. This is that therapy. I'll say, yeah, that's, that's the one. So, um, it's been an amazing experience for me to see how much it's grown. Uh, it's grown beyond my wildest expectations. Um, when this company first started, the idea was, you know, if we could just help a handful of people out and, you know, not support ourselves, that would be fine. And we, we've gotten lucky enough that, uh, you know, I, we're making a career out of it as well. So. Um, and the other reason that virtual EMDR has really grown is because we have pro what's called specific protocols. So we have a protocol specific or programs specifically for depression, specifically for fears and phobias, specifically for PTSD, specifically for grief and loss issues. And as we've introduced uh, more new protocols for, for different things, like you know, our trauma protocol, for example, uh, more people have become attracted to virtual EMDR, and it's it's sort of reached the point where so many people have heard of us now. Um, I mean, like I said, we 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 do about 10,000 10, sessions a month at this point. And uh, one other thing that really helped us grow and become much more visible as a company is uh, philanthropic work that we've done. Um, we've given our program away for free to. I think it's around either 1,500 or 2,000, I don't have accurate numbers, uh, uh, military veterans, firefighters, uh, law enforcement officers. And then we just did, we also just did a big program with uh, frontline healthcare workers with uh, the COVID-19 thing where we gave any frontline healthcare worker that contacted us got free access to our program as well. So uh, all those kind of things have um, really helped us grow beyond our wildest expectations. 
that you're very fortunate. Um, <clears throat> but it was a great idea. And I know, are are you a tech guy? Like, what was your background? <clears throat> so, I was making uh, medical products before before this. I was uh, uh, writing about uh, urology, neuroscience, orthopedics. And then before that, I was actually a journalist, but I've always been an inventor. Um, to be clear, I'm not the brains behind virtual EMDR. It was just my idea. And when, the, when we had the idea, is we brought professionals in right away, therapists, EMDR therapists, people who really knew what they were doing. So, um, but I was, not, I was not in this field at all until I thought of this idea. <laughs> That's incredible. That is really incredible. Do you um, do you yeah. plan on doing like an app for this, or or is this just working fine for you? <laughs> it sounds like we it's working have, fine for we, you. <laughs> yeah, we already have a free app, but our free app is just by beat, so it's not uh, a full session of EMDR. It's just sort of a a calming or meditation tool, but you can find it on the with Google Play or iTunes. Um, to do the, the problem with the idea of an app is to do the visual part of EMDR, a phone screen is too small. If you have a, a dot moving on the phone screen, it, your, your eyes are hardly going to move at all. You need True. a bigger screen to do it. So, um, in fact, there are some other, it's been such an interesting experience. There are now some other EMDR apps out there who have basically taken our idea, our technology, and ripped it off and put it out there. But they don't come with any sort of instructions or walk you through a program. They just end up being some moving dot on a screen, uh, which is basically useless if you don't know what you're doing. I always, I always think of the analogy of it's, it's like having a car that you're driving with no steering wheel on it. So, um, but, but we do, we do have an app that's. Uh, that's free virtual EMDR app, and it's uh, but it's just audio. It's it's more of a meditation and relaxation tool. Mm, okay, okay, that's good to know. Is that um, is that called virtual EMDR or what's the what is that called? Yeah, yeah. It's just, okay. If you go to Google Play or iTunes and and punch in virtual EMDR, you'll uh, you'll find us on there. So. Okay, so is um, has EMDR um, advanced <clears throat> in its uh, methods, or is it pretty much the same way it's been since when it was invented? Yeah, so this, this is a, a, a great question because it's such a fascinating time. Even all right, so. When EMDR was invented 30 years ago, they came up with this, Francine Shapiro came up with this eight-step process for EMDR, and there are still sort of the militant EMDR community who sticks with that eight-step process, but there's been uh, mavericks in the EMDR community who have said, you know, I can come up with a specific process uh, for uh, compulsive overeating or addictive behavior or, or whatever it is. So some therapists have really taken it uh, in a new direction, and virtual EMDR is just is the only online company that's done that. But even in, let's say, the last six years that I've sort of been paying attention to EMDR, 
uh, it has evolved and it has grown so much. People are constantly, the therapist community is constantly innovating new ways to do EMDR, new approaches for EMDR. Um, and I, I think the future for EMDR is really going to be exciting uh, um, to see where this sort of takes all of us. So, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. Well, I'm really happy. To, yeah, I'm really happy to know about this um, because there's just you know, PTSD and complex PTSD are sometimes very difficult to treat through you know therapy and counseling and and it takes a long time to you know to try to heal that and often people don't respond well to it. So this is an awesome um, addition. Actually, I mentioned. <coughs> Uh, in my book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, um, I have a chapter on um, recovering from complex PTSD and PTSD, and I do suggest uh-huh. in that book that people try EMDR as an option. Um, and now I'm excited to announce to them that there's a virtual way to do this, because I know for me, I'd much rather sit at my computer and do anything than have to go out and, you know, and um, see a therapist. So, and I know you said both are both are equally, you know, as good. But for those people who really just prefer to be home, this is really a wonderful way to do it. It is, and it, you know, one of the things that's interesting is that we found, like I like I mentioned before, we have tons of data. We have data on hundreds of thousands of EMDR sessions at this point, and we found that there are certain communities who don't want to see a therapist because they don't want to sit down. So, for example, let's take firefighters or law enforcement or first responders or military vets. A lot of them, they don't want to sit down with a stranger and say, let me tell you some of the most personal details in my life. Let me, you know, let me tell you about some horrible things that have happened to me when I was a military vet and how, you know, they've torn my marriage apart. They want to, instead, they want to work on these things on their own, and I think one of the really great things about virtual EMDR is it allows them to work on it privately without having anybody else involved. Yes, you know there are people who who don't really wish to share all that and would rather just work on it. Some people don't want to talk about it, and this is a way to not have to really talk about it, um, but to work on yeah. it. So yeah, there's a lot of people who don't want and to talk one, about it. One thing I would like to say is, I mean, I, I really feel like people with, you know, with people with complex PTSD, you know, EMDR is not necessarily enough. I mean, I think for a lot of people, uh, EMDR can really help with, you know, permanently changing your symptoms. But, I mean, for a lot of people, for example, talk therapy in addition to EMDR is it's incredibly beneficial because they can sit down and sort of unpack with a therapist the things that have happened to them in their past and, you know, understand more about their story. So uh, I think for a lot of people with complex PTSD, EMDR is not, you know, necessarily everything that they need. Um, okay. I do want to say one thing, though, you, you, you about your, um, you know, I know that you work a lot with people that deal with narcissistic abuse. Yes. Um. EMDR, virtual EMDR specifically, works incredibly well for anything that sort of fits neatly into a box. 
So some examples of that are you were in a horrible car accident and you broke your leg and had to go to the hospital and get surgery. Well, it's really obvious what you want to focus on in your EMDR sessions. It's not confusing. It's not nebulous. You want to focus on the car accident, the pain you were in, remembering the ambulance ride, remembering the difficult rehab. It, it fits neatly into a box what the kind of issues that you're, you want to work on are. Well, <clears throat> this is sort of the, uh, the same with, with uh, people who are, you know, dealing with narcissism or a narcissistic spouse or uh, narcissistic family members. It, it, virtual EMDR works really well because it sort of, it again, fits neatly into a box that the things that you want to focus on while doing EMDR, the, the things that are the problem are uh, issues regarding, you know, what happened with this specific person or people and memories around them. So it's not, it doesn't tend to necessarily be confusing as far as what to focus on. And, and, and because of that, it makes the EMDR even more effective because it's so clear uh, what the origin of, of the things that you, you, you want to focus on and what you want to work through are. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It, it really does. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So what's in the future for virtual EMDR? Are you, do you have anything in the works, or are you pretty happy with the way things are going? <laughs> it sounds like they're going well. Um, we always have things in the works. Um, we are working on unveiling a new childhood trauma program, and what that program is is it's going to help you look at some things that, you know, for for a lot of people with PTSD, it all stems from having ugly. Uh, often stems from having ugly childhoods, and uh, it, this new program is going to help you look at the things that happened in your childhood, the abuse that you went through, uh, <clears throat> break those things into different targets, and and help you sort of formulate a plan to use EMDR to to work through those, and. In EMDR, they have what's called protocols, which are specific programs designed to focus on a, a, a particular issue. So, for example, we have a grief and loss uh, protocol uh, for people who have lost a relationship or had someone, a spouse, die. Or we have a fear and phobia protocol, or we have a PTSD and trauma protocol. Well, this is, we're uh, releasing soon a new childhood trauma protocol that's going to help people with that specifically. Um, other things that we're working on, um, honestly, Randy, I feel like we can help hundreds of thousands of people who otherwise cannot get help. So, I mean, I look at military veterans who have been exposed to war, and so many of them cannot get the treatment that they need. And if we could get them access to virtual EMDR, I, I really feel like we can change the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. So that's wow. also a focus, um, but it's unbelievably hard to get the government to do anything, even to try things for free. So um, we're just trying to help whoever we can. And, and like I said, we, you know, we do uh, a lot of charity work with these communities. We give EMDR away for free to a lot of these communities. So um, okay. the big thing for us in the future is to see how many more people that we can help. Absolutely, and absolutely, <laughs> there are so there's endless amounts of 
people that can be helped by this. I would actually love to try it, and I'd probably talk to your publicist about maybe getting, um, you know, getting getting a trial thing that I can use at home. Because if I, you know, I, I want to be able to recommend this, but I have to try it first. So um, it sounds absolutely wonderful, and I have a lot of people that would be perfect candidates for this. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. So I'd like to work on that. Um, so, and by the way, we can. Mm-hmm. I will. I will set that up for you. I will arrange that for you. So. Oh, yeah. perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I. I'd like to really give this a try. I mean, I'm sure I could come up with something. <laughs> I've done a lot of work, but I'm sure I can come up with something. Um, I'm afraid of heights, so yeah, I can work on that one. Uh, so, is there anything else that um, we didn't talk about that you want to share at the end? Oh, I know what I'm you know, going to ask really you. I, I, real quick, okay, is this please. just? Um, are you just? Um, is this just for the United States, or are you using it in other parts of the, the world? No. So our our program is 100% online. So that means that anyone in the world can sign up. So 80% of our users are in North America, predominantly in the United States, and some in Canada. Uh, then we have more users in um, English-speaking countries uh, around the world, so the UK, uh, Scotland, Ireland, um, which I guess are part of the UK, sorry, uh, Australia. And then we have uh, a smattering around the, uh, of other places around the world. We have, we have customers from everywhere, uh, France, Thailand, Russia, Japan, uh, just everywhere, so, but Incredible. mostly in North America. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, and to find this, we just search virtual EMDR, and it will bring us to the to the website? Yeah, absolutely. VirtualEMDR.com is our website. Uh-huh. And uh, okay. if any of your listeners have any questions, they can uh, reach me directly, uh, Jeff at VirtualEMDR.com. I always take emails, and I always answer when people have questions. So. Oh, great. Okay. That's, that's really great. Um, so, yeah, so you were going to say, and I, I had asked you, and then I interrupted you, <laughs> but um, I had asked you if there's anything else that, you know, you felt it, it was important to share in the last few minutes of the show. I do, and I, you know, I was giving this some thought, and <clears throat> I think there are a lot of people out there who have done hours and hours and hours of talk therapy and feel like they haven't not necessarily gotten anywhere with that. And I just really want to encourage these people to try EMDR because talk therapy, a lot of talk therapy is about looking into your past and figuring out what happened that caused things to be the way that they are. EMDR doesn't do that at all. EMDR looks at the symptoms that you're having, the uh, emotional symptoms that you're having, the issues and problems that you're dealing with, and changing how you feel about those, turning the volume down on those negative emotions. And it, unlike talk therapy, which can often take years, you know, you can get results from EMDR in as little as one session. So I really encourage uh, people out there who, especially people who are frustrated and they feel like there's no help for them for their mental health issues to give this a try. Um, our program, by the way, is free for the first three days. So people can uh, sign up, do all the sessions that they want for the first three days. And if, you know, if they don't want to keep the program, they can just cancel it. So I, I encourage oh, okay. people to at least try it and see if okay. it fits for them. 
All right. Well, that's good to know. Hmm. It's really good to yeah. know. All right. Well, um, I really, I'm really glad that we got to talk about this today because I think this is a, you know, a huge benefit to the, to people with mental health issues. And you know, oh, I wanted to ask you, does this work with children too? So. We do not recommend doing virtual EMDR for children because it is not something that we have directly tested. Now, EMDR therapy uh, with an EMDR therapist is done on children all the time, but I get uh, I get emails from people quite a bit that say, you know, can I do this with my kids? And we, we tend to recommend that they just do it with an EMDR therapist instead. Okay. All right. I'm glad I asked you that. Okay. Well, yeah, because... Uh-huh. The other thing is there there is a bit of a learning curve. Uh, a 12-year-old would struggle with the program, I think. Uh, in order to do a virtual EMDR session, you need to sit down and focus and do some reading and answer some questions and sort of reach in, you know, soul search and reach inside yourself about, you know, what kind of mental health stuff that you want to work on. And I don't think, you know, a, a child... You know, someone below 18 is going to need someone sitting right next to them to guide them through this process, through that sort of process. So, uh, virtual EMDR is not for everyone, and, and you know, with kids, that's definitely the case. And real quick, have you ever tried this for physical pain, things like that? Have you ever applied? Has anyone ever applied this for that? <clears throat> so it's kind of funny that that you ask this. I get emails from people that say, will this work for my fibromyalgia or will this work for my insomnia? And what I often say to them, if it's not something that we specifically tested, is what I'll often do is give them free access to the program with the requirement that they email me back and tell me how it works. So we have not specifically done any testing on physical pain. One of the things that EMDR will definitely help with if you have chronic physical pain is uh, the mental toll that you have because of that physical pain. It's very difficult to be somebody who's living in chronic pain. So, But as far as it actually helping with physical pain, we don't have any data to support that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't work with physical pain. It's just not something that we've ever tried to research at this point. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thanks, Jeff. It's been a pleasure having you, and um, and I, w- I wish you continued success with this this um, virtual EMDR, and uh, we look forward to learning more about it in the future. So, um, have, yeah, it's- actually, it's bedtime for you, so... I want to say good night. Sleep well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's uh, just it's almost midnight here, so it's okay. been uh, it's been great talking to you, though, Randy. Thank you. It's been great talking to you too. All right. Um, thanks again. Take care. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.